And then he's kind of cold to baby outside, but she does kind of call out to him. He smiles back at her, which is classic 80s. We oh, don't yeah. even need to say anything. No, just nothing. Johnny. And he no, looks back. No words. Needed. Smiles. <laughs> and we and we know as the audience, we're like, nah, he's still in. They're it, okay guys. now. They're, They're all right. <laughs> They've made up. Solid took. They'll sleep together tonight. We, yeah. I think, you know what? That, that might be a thing. We might get lost in the weeds with dialogue here yeah. in the 2000s and 2020s. Who needs dialogue? No, who needs that? We just need Patrick Swayze writing, smiling at you. Writing out the window. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're here. You made it to us. You probably love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? This week we have the iconic... Dirty Dirty Dancing. Dancing. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, please leave a review. More people find us based on your reviews. As well, if you want to reach out about anything you hear on any of our podcasts, Sarah responds to literally 100% of our Instagram DMs at Romcom Rewind. You can also get us on TikTok. Um, You can leave a voicemail. 1-705-525-8573. 1-705-525-8573. We have a Instagram message. Yeah, we have a message from Lucy. She said, good morning from snowy Alberta. They said the perfect pod didn't exist, but they were oh so wrong. <gasps> I found RCR in the summer. Who even knows how anymore? Normally, I'm a start from season one, episode one, and work my way through kind of gal. But for whatever reason, I just picked up a random episode. I picked up a few random episodes based on my favorite rom-coms, downloaded and dove in. Maybe not the most inspired meet cute, but here we are. <laughs> upon, reali- upon realizing that I had found my people, I then began working my way back from the most recent episodes to the beginning, while also listening to the most recent episodes when released. It's a chaotic choice, but it's too late now, as I'm committed and have almost reverse finished season two. Thank you for covering Enchanted, my favorite rom-com to watch with my girls. Might I propose, one, that Devin is categorically wrong about Hallmark movies, especially Christmas ones. They are an international treasure. Thank you, Lucy. I appreciate that greatly. Two, a rewatch of Get Over It, the best worst early 2000s teen rom-com that nobody's ever seen. An all-star cast, Vitamin C and Cisco. come on. Over-the-top imagination sequences and utterly terrible musical performances. What not to love? I don't think you've done it yet. Cheers, RCR bosses, and have an awesome day with your new baby. I love that she is on brand with the RCR. We're going with that, by the way. We, we are, yeah. We call you RCR fam. Yeah. Because otherwise you'd be the rom-commies. That feels inappropriate <laughs> or something. No. Yeah. <laughs> I already said no. Rightfully, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's the choice. Oh, man, Hallmark rom-coms. I think we need to do it, right, Sarah? Yeah, I, I'm going to have to put my thinking cap on for this one because... Um, we covered so much of Hallmark in the first, like, a lot of the quick facts. Um, Wait, do they not ever change? There are new movies coming out all the time, are, right? absolutely. Okay. Um, no, I think I think it'll be fun to do to do another, you know, a, a little episode of it. And we can also lump in, because, like, Netflix is doing shitty holiday movies too, right? So, like, we can just lump that in. Well, I mean, like, I think there's some good ones from Netflix that I kind of want to do this year. Good ones in quotation. As you say in quotations. You know what though, Lucy? She did a very bun burger bun. There were a lot of I compliments off the top. And Lucy, I'll, I'll take the hit on the Hallmark thing. Whatever. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I love her chaotic choice too. That, <laughs> I think that's the beautiful thing about this podcast is that like 
you know, we're rewatching these movies. You don't need to be up to date on what's coming out right now. If you, we're recording this November of 2022, you could listen to this in 2028. That's fine. You know, uh, this is kind of like evergreen stuff that we're we're talking about. Uh, and that's why it's special. That's why Dirty Dancing is so special, guys. Woo! Because this movie came out in 1987, and it is still a freaking blast. It is. It's such a fun watch. It's it's definitely... It, it did make me chuckle. Anyway, you do your thing, and I'll tell you in my uh, overall thoughts. Let me do my thing, and you can talk. <laughs> uh, so it's a 1987 romantic drama dance film. The setting, however, is 1963. This is the story of Baby... Frances Houseman, played by Jennifer Grey, a uh, young woman on her way to a vacation resort with her parents, uh, Jack and Marjorie Houseman, that's uh, Jerry Orbach, and Kelly Bishop. Kelly Bishop, who it's it's Gilmore Girls season as well, just it throwing is, that yes. out there. Um, while at the resort, Baby is immediately awestruck by Johnny Castle, the resident dance instructor and all-around hunk, played by Patrick Swayze. Is this his most attractive film? I think it probably I, is. I yeah. would agree. I think so. Yes. <sighs> Man, yeah. this guy. Dirty Dancing is a timeless story of Baby and Johnny Castle, two people from different worlds, different lives, who collide in a fantastic romance at this vacation resort. It's one of the all-time greatest films. It was the highest grossing, one of the highest grossing movies uh, the year it came out. It was the number one video rental in 1988, which I find hilarious. It was the first film to sell more than a million copies on video. Mm-hmm. I've had the time of my life won an Academy Award, a Golden Globe Award, and a Grammy Award. Amazing. The year that this film was eligible. Which, like, it should have, because you hear that song and you automatically think of Dirty Dancing. It's, oh, like... This iconic. F- iconic. This film is undescribable. And like, I find sometimes I put it on a shelf and I'm like, oh, Dirty Dancing, great movie. That's why this podcast is special because rewatching this film, this is almost perfect. And I kind of forgot how perfect this was. What are your thoughts on Dirty Dancing? We, we've kind of been. She thought it would be just another summer vacation. Who's that? Oh, them. They're the dance people. But it turns out to be the time of her life. Watch me now. Hey. I can't even do the meringue. This movie is like it is such a cult classic, but it's not even like it's not cult it's not classic. Even a cult classic. It's just a classic. Like it is so well done. Uh, the dancing in it is absolutely phenomenal. The casting was so fantastically perfect. Um, it was just such a joy to watch again. The dancing was so fun. It just it makes you want to get up and dance yourself. Um, it's it. it just makes you feel really good. It's a really happy movie, and um, it was it was really fun to rewatch it. Iconic is just the the way to describe this film, and I think the biggest thing for me that you know the dancing is amazing, the music, the storyline, the love. I think there are so many films that just for whatever reason they can't capture this magic that Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey had. Like, it was it was electric. It was... And even hearing the stories about things happening behind the scenes, how they yep. didn't get along... I know. It you, makes no sense to you'd me. You'd never know it. Like, honestly, the chemistry between the two of them... And, and what I found interesting, what they did, was that they didn't blatantly show the scene where he fell in love with her or where the scene... Where, like, it, it was just natural and yes. organic. Yes, And... <laughs> I think there are a lot of films that can 
you know, you can get away with certain things in films. You can have poor writing and sometimes people don't notice it because they just like the film. You can have not great acting in some scenarios, but people can get past that. There's one thing you can't fake and you can't lie about and you know it when you see it. And that's when the two love interests, it's just... I, you know, I don't see it. It's not believable. Mm-hmm. And in this film, even though, you know, all the stuff behind the scenes, I watched it and I'm like, no, they're effing in love, guys, for sure. I have <laughs> no doubt about it. This is real. Yeah. And that's something that you can't fake. You can't lie about. It just is or it isn't. And with Dirty Dancing, it is. And I think for me, that's what makes it so special. So Baby and her family show up to Kellerman's uh, in the Catskills for the summer. Um, I think her dad kind of arranged it. She knows, uh, he knows the the owner of Kellerman's, and uh, we don't meet Johnny quite yet, but we find out in um, shortly that he is part of the entertainment staff. And so there's two divisions of the wait staff. There's the 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 wait staff who um, wait on the families in the lounge rooms and everything like that. They're the loud. They're they're the ones allowed to canoodle with the um, young women, but the entertainment staff um, are not allowed. They're only there to teach dance and um, not canoodle with the the guests, which you you initially, like you see right off the bat, the division of the classes. Say canoodle one more time. Canoodle. Right. Um, there is, you know what, something that I didn't notice every other time I've watched this film, and maybe just because I was younger then, the amount of classism yes. in this is wild. Like you're talking about the wait staff are Harvard students or whatever they're, they're friends and family of the owners whereas the entertainment staff they're just here's a paycheck shut your mouth mm-hmm. teach the people what they need to know you'll get fired in a second if you misstep and Johnny yeah. is it's very clear that he also came from like a rough upbringing he became a dance instructor it could all be snatched away in a moment so baby and her family go to dinner that night and then afterwards they go dancing and baby is dancing with um I, I call him uh, mini Kellerman but um Neil <sighs> who is um the uh his grandfather is the uh person who runs Kellerman so grandpa Kellerman um so baby is dancing with him and He's in line to like take over the yeah. business, but he's also, there's a lot of like setting up with either the wait staff or anybody notable who works yes. at Kellerman's. It's like, oh, well, hello, doctor, whatever. I've got a great match for your daughter. It's kind of like, it's icky and it's gross. It is. It is icky. It's almost like they're like arranging marriages. For sure. During the summer of this, this whole thing of Feels the canoodling. not great. Yes. The summer of canoodling. <laughs> yes. Arranged it's just, marriages. It's, but not, but only with specific staff, like not all the staff again, classism, but, um, her sister, baby's sister, Lisa is also, um, dancing with a guy named Robbie. Ugh. Yes. And he is part of the wait staff. He's going to Harvard or Yale or something like that to be a doctor in the fall. And this is where baby first sees Johnny she sees him dancing with Penny on the dance floor and they are phenomenal. They are out of this world fantastic. And the dance people, this is what Minnie Kellerman says to Baby, the dance people are only there to keep the guests happy. They're there to um, provide dance lessons and make everyone, you know, stay happy. Have a good time. Yeah. Baby is very interested in the dancing. After being a part of games night, Baby wanders in the, uh, throughout the staff quarters and she runs into her friend Billy um, and he brings her into a party. She's carrying a watermelon. Oh, hilarious. Um, yes. She walks in and they're like, what is this? Because this is back to the classism. This is like the other people. Yeah. And they're they're dancing. They're, 
They're dancing very, dirty guys. They are dancing very dirty <sighs> for the '60s, right? Like what? that is some that is some hot, spicy oh my dancing. God, I saw some thigh. Yeah, amazing. Ooh. And then a, a baby's there, and somebody questions her. I think it's actually Johnny. Yo, cuz, she doing here? She came with me. She's with me. I carried a watermelon. <laughs> We're like, I carried said. a watermelon. I carried a watermelon. <laughs> like that's her ticket. Oh, in. baby. <laughs> Johnny actually teaches her some dance moves this night. This is the first time they actually interact. He's like, um, he's like an iceberg. He just floats he around. He dances with her. He teaches some things. She's vibing out. She turns around, continues dancing. She turns back and Johnny's gone. already gone. Yeah. He's, he's off to somebody else or whatever. Ghost. Yes. It is clear. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to catch that. Oh, <laughs> Sarah. I don't know if I'm happy or not about the ghost joke. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome oh shit you know what oh my god you remind me of um that episode in the tv show community where they're doing a pottery class and the yeah. teacher's like the oh one god, thing yes. you can't do in this class <laughs> yeah. is a recreation of the fucking ghost scene and i almost want to make that a rule during oh, this pod no god. more ghost jokes okay sorry although it was hilarious thank you yes well timed i i thought <laughs> it's really well done <laughs> Sarah with the dad jokes. Anyway. I know. Um, so baby is out uh, with, uh, again, with Minnie Kellerman or Neil. And he's so obnoxious and cocky. And they go into the kitchen to get a snack. And baby sees Penny on the kitchen floor crying. And kind of leads Minnie Kellerman out of there so that he doesn't see Penny. Because he's very hard on the um, the staff at, mm -hmm. at Kellerman's. And so. The other staff. The other. Yes, I should say the other staff, not the wait staff. So baby runs to tell her friend um billy and billy tells johnny that penny is in the kitchen um crying and billy and johnny do tell baby that penny's actually pregnant and guess who she's pregnant with robbie robbie's baby who's macking on baby's sister yeah, so baby's that's sister, awkward yeah. and robbie wants nothing to do with the baby um or penny and won't help her so baby confronts robbie about it the next day and he basically tells her off and um, gives her a book says why don't you just read this book and the book itself I can't remember exactly what it's called but that book um, I, I looked it up and it just basically says like you should the meaning of the book is that you shouldn't look out for anybody else but yourself that's was, kind of the meaning of the book I was gonna say is it like 1987's Andrew Tate kind of vibe? I would say like 19 like 50s <laughs> okay. like I'm the man take care of yourself kind of thing. Like, okay. you know what I mean? I, I don't know, but that's kind of the gist of Robbie tells her off and then baby pours water all down him, his front saying, uh, telling him that she'll get him fired. So baby then asks her father for money, um, to help Penny because no one else will help Penny and nobody else has the money to help Penny. Uh, it's $250, which is a lot back then. And he says yes, but uh, Baby can't tell him what it's for, but he trusts Baby, so he, he gives it to her. And um, she tells Penny that she'll have it for dinner. So Baby gives Penny the money, and Penny gives it back, saying she can't use it because they have a performance that night that Penny cannot miss because no one can back her up. And here comes the idea. Yes. Ding! Baby agrees. What if 
Hold on. We, ju- we just need a dancer, guys. Yeah. Johnny could teach anybody how to dance. What if Baby takes over from Penny's spot? They do all the dances. And the, the problem was they couldn't not dance because then they wouldn't make uh, like their bonuses for the season and they wouldn't get rehired for next year. Yeah. Yeah. So now now we have a plan. Yeah. And so Baby is going to um, step in to to take on the role of Penny in that performance. And so she starts to learn how to dance and Johnny starts training her. Yeah. And this is, this is my favorite parts of the film. Oh my God. This is my best scene. Oh, wait, oh, go the dancing montage. Oh yes. Of course. The dancing montage. Yes. Of all the dance moves. I also have to say, I love her clothes, baby's clothes throughout this entire movie. Two, three, four, two, three, four, talking back, lifting up, two, three, four, shoulders down, two, three, four, two. You know, I... She's really petite and short, mm. and I'm very short, so... I just like, I'm like, oh, that, that's so cute. Oh, I like that We gotta too. bring it back. Oh, and the colors. Anyway, her clothing choice were phenomenal in this movie. If there was one montage in a romantic comedy that your boy Devin can be okay with, it's this one. Really? Just, yes, yes. Okay, it's... yay, we're on board. We got him on board, guys. So the entirety of this film is set in this vacation resort hotel kind of thing, In the right? Catskills, yeah. I have for you... <laughs> All right. Top weird hotel and resort <laughs> stories okay, as I just be... found on Reddit. Oh, I love it. This is going to be good. I can't wait, actually. They're like, I'm sure they're going to be some weird, weird, weird stories. We, we lean on Reddit for a little bit of our content here because they are genuinely bizarre. They are bizarre and they're good. Like, it's just stuff you wouldn't even think of happening happens. You ready? Yeah. I worked in a small hotel for a little while at the front desk, this person says. And we had a man come in with about three suitcases to check in. The bellboy escorted him up to the room with the bags, and I didn't think anything more of it. Five minutes later, he came (laughs) down with all of his bags and left. The bellboy then told me that when he had entered the room with him, he opened the suitcases, and they were filled with what, Sarah? Bugs? Close. Oh my God. Don't say rats. Dozens and dozens of lizards. Ew. What? (laughs) Why? He had smuggled them into the country as well as about a pound of weed. Um, just, just to throw that little, So did he, did he release the lizard, release the lizards? I, I, they say for some reason, this guy thought it would be cool to unpack dozens of live lizards (laughs) and a pound of weed in front of the bellboy. Like, why is the, why would you be like, okay, and I'm gonna just going to make myself at home? You think he would have smoked the weed, then released the lizards. Maybe the lizards really needed out. He's like, I got to get these things oh, out of here. But then how do you God. get all those su- the, the lizards back in the suitcase? After? I think I know somebody that had a turtle in their pocket and brought it home with them on a plane. What? I think. Yeah. They brought a turtle on a plane? Yeah. Somebody told me that. Holy I can't shit. Who, but yeah. And they kept it as a pet which like turtles have a lot of diseases like wait did they were they just on vacation and the kids like this turtle's mine i think so (laughs) i'm bringing this home with me if i recall correctly that's (laughs) what they decided to do and they kind of smuggled two two or one or yeah this next story uh had a couple on honeymoon decide to get nasty in the hot tub at so gross 1 p.m on a monday afternoon (laughs) so what So they said someone from housekeeping reported it and the manager had to go down and break them up while also like there are children about it's a hotel. You think that they would go to an adults only. 
Did you think? Yes. <laughs> You're on a honeymoon, like God. Way to cheap out and go to a normal get hotel. A room. <laughs> get the get the honeymoon suite. Like go to your room. They normally have those in there. This person says uh, the breakfast room had a, a door and window with a sliding wooden cover on it. This guy pushed this thing open, tried to crawl over it, and when he did, he took a bun coffee maker with him, broke three <laughs> carafts of coffee, and his goal was that he just wanted to get a carton of milk for his kid. What? So he just like totally oh my God. tossed this breakfast into shambles. Oh. Awful. Those bun, I've broken one of those actually before. Oh, you're but familiar with this. I am. Yeah. And they shatter. But um, that's a lot of work just to get some milk. <laughs> I, I got to get some milk for my kid. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> so back to our film. We're, we're still in the, the midst of training. We are. And this is my best scene is the log scene. Are we at that now? Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go. They also go into the fields and they then they practice there's a few big moments in the training mm-hmm. sequence. There's the lake scene where <laughs> yeah. her, I don't mean to be rude. It's not rude. Or, uh, well, just a, a crass. Perhaps. Her nipples are flying out of there, guys. <laughs> well, it also, like, they also put her in a white top. Oh, yeah. To go into the water. Like, holy like, shit. We all know, don't wear a white top when it's raining and going to stand. You're going to go stand outside. That's why don't I don't do think that. it's inappropriate because it's by design. They were like, <laughs> how do we make this as sexual as possible? Oh God, yeah. Cold lake, white shirts. Yeah. And just more than likely that was the case. Yes. Like, like friends, Jennifer Aniston vibes. Like, let's really turn oh the God. AC up yeah. in this room. <laughs> <laughs> But but we also have the log scene. This is actually my best scene. Yeah. There's kind of a dreaminess, I think, to this entire film. Do you get that? Where yeah. it's like, it's summer vacation. It's kind of, it's, it's a little. Anything goes, right? It's a little bit whimsical. Mm-hmm. It's very adventurous. And, but like, it's all very believable, but there is still like a dreaminess to some of the scenes. And I think the whole log situation of he brings her out there. Now, most important thing to remember in lifts, balance. <laughs> they're, they're on a log over top of like a waterfall or something like where did this log come from johnny's just like i know a place and he shows up to this, this is where he practice, practices this immaculate training area that johnny cashel knows about it was strange but lovely and believable it was kind of like a weird dream sequence yeah, okay, I can see that though. It's almost like it was the whole movie's painted with like rose-colored glasses almost. A hundred percent. Rose hue to it. Yes. It's we all think back fondly to like those summers at yes. wherever where I met blank and, and that's what this whole whole film is, and I think this scene really hit that that feeling for me. Anyway, that's my best scene. Moving on, are, are we almost at the performance now? Well, I was just about to say, it's the night of the performance, and um, they get up there. They're they're doing their performance at a different resort, um, probably a neighboring resort. And um, you have to remember, she literally just picked up dancing. And not only that, but like she has to do a whole performance that she just learned in front of an audience. Um, and this is happening quickly. She skips out. She tells her sister, like, tell my parents that I'm not feeling well. They drive out. She changes in the car. And then yeah. they're just there to do this performance. Yeah. And so they do their performance. And she does She does a great job. Like, for, again, just picking it up, never having danced at all before. She chickens out on the lift. But she did do a good job. Other than the hitchhiker move that she does. Yes. She will, in lieu of the lift, I think she does the hitchhiker. And there are a few times where she, like, 
she goes the wrong way and you can hear Johnny be like, like go come yes. this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she also, it's one of those scenes where if we don't hear Johnny's mm-hmm. voice, we don't always know that she's doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like, it's like, you're you're a big event or your wedding right like if you nobody knows what is supposed to be like yeah. if, if something goes if something's not done correctly or something you know is awry the only person who knows is you and on the car ride home johnny and mm-hmm. baby are talking about the performance and she's like i miss the lift and he he was she was very busy they were both very business-like about it and he was very kind he's like you know like that was per- that was pretty good baby like that wasn't bad actually it was uh, he was very complimentary. And like you're saying, like he was basically like you saved us a job for next year. Like that was probably good enough to keep us employed. So yeah. thank you for that. And that's like that's you're doing the job, right? You, you did it. Yeah, exactly. And so back at the resort, um, Penny is really, really sick uh, from her procedure earlier that day that this is why baby had done the performance. Um, when they get back, they, they see how she, sick she is. And baby runs to get her dad, who is a doctor. He's a doctor. That's why he's so well-known and well-liked. And he goes to Penny. Yes. He asks a few questions, you know, who's responsible for this woman. And and don't forget, Robbie is the one who... Impregnated uh, her. That's right. But Johnny says, I'm responsible. Yes. And, and so automatically... The dad assumes what happened and he sees baby with Johnny and he's like, I don't like this at all. He treats Penny. Um, and they do remark a few times how great he is and how, how uh, he well... He saved her life. He, he saves her life. Um, they do say that she'll, she'll still be able to have kids afterwards as well. And yep. that so like, you know, good job, uh, dad there. But he, he says to baby, I don't want you hanging around with any of these people ever again. Yeah, um, he's really disappointed in baby because that's, you know, what the money went towards. Um, and at this point in time, the this particular procedure is illegal in the United States um, in right. 1963. And um, so her dad doesn't want uh, baby to have anything to do with these people anymore. And he makes that abundantly clear. And that doesn't really stop baby though. So um, <laughs> later on that night, undeterred, baby, yeah, baby goes to see Johnny, and this is the conversation. Like this is a weep warning. This conversation. She says, "I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of what I saw, of what I did, of who I am, and most of all, I'm scared, Sarah, of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you." That is why what? this movie is the movie that it is. Oh my god. That like I, I paused it. You Sarah was around while I was watching. I paused it. I'm like, that's a f- line. Yeah. And it, it's and the crazy thing is it's not even the best line in this movie. It's the second best, it's, but it's it's the not the most well known line. But it's so impactful. It is, absolutely. Like, oh my god, I teared up a little bit. I was like, oh my god, that was good. So they dance. And then they sleep together. <laughs> they dance and then they, yeah, exactly. They dance and sleep together, Sarah. You know what? I've got uh, also from Reddit, hotel and resort sex stories. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> oh God. I, th- I think we can play these out and we can ask ourselves, would single Sarah be down? All right. If you're in the same scenario. Okay. And all these are done from the point of view of the hotel resort. The first one's actually a hostel. All right. <laughs> This person says uh, their go-to line when working at the hostel was, hey, my shift ends in one hour, and I know this bar where there are not so many tourists. They say, I'm in a European capital, so there's lots of tourists everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's something more for locals. How about you join me for a glass of red wine? It's about 15 minutes walk from here. 
They say, of the girls I actually gave this pitch to, I would say about 95% say yes. Yeah, I'd say yes. Yeah? Yeah. You're at a hostel, you're single. Yeah. There's a guy who works there. He's like, hey, 15 minutes away. It's all locals. Yeah. I mean, like, I if the guy seems relatively normal, not serial killer vibes, um, is hot. Yeah. Why not? Red wine, right? Not like, not a beer, not a, you know, a free pour mixed drink in a bucket that you can take, you know, you can drink out of. Yeah. I'd say yes for a red wine. The most intoxicating thing that you can offer a tourist, especially in Europe, is the do what the locals do kind of vibe. Yeah. Because like every you're you're at like the Coliseum, you're at Mm -hmm. the Eiffel Tower. Mm -hmm. It's just it's there's people everywhere. There's like a billion people on this lawn. Yeah. And if somebody's like the Vatican, you feel like you're cattle. Yeah. Slowly moving through. Why not? Yeah. Why not? This person, as, as you drive and you take your cab outside of town, and you don't know if you're gonna die or not. Yeah, see, that's what I thought you were gonna go with. I'm like, wow, Sarah on vacation is down for anything. Well, I mean, like, if you were single, yes. Well, I mean, up. maybe I'm traveling. Like, hopefully, I'm traveling with friends, and they can come along too, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, like because that's how usually it would go i think i am like, confirming that this life is over for you yes. you are married okay oh i just <laughs> the way you said that last part i'm like oh sarah <laughs> won't do that anymore and you're like well if i'm traveling with friends <laughs> no you never know no when I, in rome <laughs> single sarah traveling with friends <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude in a hostel i don't know you know it's uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> not a whole lot of privacy but hostels are actually really nice like they're like, they've come a long way. This person says, uh, I used to be in charge of coordinating events and activities for my work and would lead bar crawls a few nights a week. So it's not really a resort or a... Vac- it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Bar crawls. They, they said I'd usually get a pretty good group, mostly women, out and I'd show them all the cool local bars. I would always tell by the second or third bar if one of them was keen. And then by the last bar, I'd see if they wanted to sneak away. Work never knew about it. And my events would always get great reviews. Oh my god. This dude's banging chicks for Yelp reviews, yes. guys. <laughs> he he definitely is. <laughs> Which I love. Uh no, I wouldn't. Really you no, wouldn't. No, not with no, the no, bar no. crawl guy? No, bar crawl, honestly, like bar crawls are messy. <laughs> like they are shit shows. And no offense to any people who do this kind of stuff, but like the people I know who organize those type of events, I'm like, you're not you're not the greatest person. You're not who I want to end up with. No, no, no. That is. You're a good time. Yeah, yeah not a long all. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And this last one, I know for a fact Sarah's going to say yes to this. Oh, God. This person says, I, I work as a waiter in a restaurant that belongs to the hotel. One night, a table of four American girls. He's Irish, and this is in Ireland. Yeah. Around the same age as me, showed up, were really nice, kind of flirty. I thought nothing of it. Flirting is part of the job to a certain extent. They asked me some good places to go out in the city that I live, so I gave them a list. We chatted for 15 minutes. Life goes on. The next morning during the breakfast shift, I guess they were talking to one of the servers about this guy. And that server said, yeah, me and that guy hang out all the time. Let's go for drinks tonight. And then he texted this dude being like, hey, those four American girls were taking them out tonight. And they banged. They, yeah, wow. he, they hooked up with the, with the girls. So what, breakfast server in Ireland? I mean, the accent alone. <laughs> I mean, right? 
<laughs> if you can understand them. And especially, ah, uh, you know, we're I'm just totally gonna, kidding. You you absolutely can't understand them. Just going to hop over to the pub down the street here, go up for some drinks. It's it's very low commitment. Yeah. Just going to go over here, see how, see how it goes. Comparative to this story where Johnny Castle is like, you're going to need to f- learn the mamba yeah. and then, and then we'll do it. And then we'll do it. And, and that's not even a guarantee. It depends <laughs> how you perform. <laughs> you help me keep my job. Yeah, yeah. We're in it. That here bonus, we go. <laughs> not yours. It's mine, but we can sleep together. But I'm going to give you a tip. Uh, uh, get it? A tip? Oh my God. <laughs> dad jokes <laughs> you're normally way worse with dad jokes i know so the next day baby goes to see penny to see how she's doing and she's doing much better johnny shows up and penny realizes just by them looking at each other that they've hooked up and penny tells johnny to end it right now that he should know better than to get mixed up with them them being rich people once again classism this is a little bit different this is the the other class being wary of the rich people and we do get a little bit more information about that from johnny yeah later because he has canoodled as you say canoodled with this with other many a rich women and then he's kind of cold to baby outside but mm-hmm. she does kind of call out to him he smiles back at her <laughs> which is classic 80s we oh, don't yeah. even need to say anything no, just nothing johnny and he no, looks back no words needed. smiles <laughs> and we and we know as the audience we're like nah he's still they're in, okay guys. now they're, they're all right <laughs> They've made up. That's all it took. They'll sleep together tonight. Yeah. I think, you know what? That that might be a thing. We might get lost in the weeds with dialogue here in the 2000s and 2020s. Who needs dialogue? Who needs that? We just need Patrick Swayze smiling at you. Writing out the window. (laughs) We just just need smiles. Just smile at her, Johnny. dirty dancing. Exactly. <laughs> so it's raining and instead of playing games, so so baby is in her um, the cabin with her family and instead of going to play games um, she, it, with her family in the cabin, she says that she's going to play charades up at the, at the main cabin um, when her mother says, oh, good for you. Her father's suspicious. And so we know like, you know, her father knows that she's probably up to something. Obviously, she goes to Johnny's place and obviously they sleep together again. And now a few things happen, but we're getting closer to another best-ish scene is the lover boy scene. We're up in Johnny's loft where I think he does dance instructing there. Yeah. And we get the, I'm just going to call it the lover boy scene, but they're dancing along to Love is Strange by Mickey and Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Do you give me some tension, please? You're invading my dance space. This is my dance space. That's yours. Let's cha-cha. Yeah, it's so <laughs> iconic, too. I love this scene, too. And it also does a little bit of swap of power where Baby is clearly, like, becoming a talented dancer and yeah, Johnny definitely. just wants to grab her body and she's like, this is my space and that's your space. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that that's I loved, the, the thing I loved about this is that it didn't become a musical because they weren't oh, singing. God. They were lip syncing and this might this might have been the genesis of lip syncing, guys. The beginning. The beginning of it. <laughs> but they're, you know, they're lip syncing and miming along to the song. And like plain, right? Like it's this so playful. Light, playful, yeah. My sweet baby. And it is just charged with sexuality. Like The woo! sexual tension in this room. Oh, my God. And uh, Minnie, Minnie Kellerman shows up. Oh, yes, Neil. In the middle of that sexually charged <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. 
And he, man, this is so, he's talking about the, the final day of the whatever. And he's like, Johnny, I had some ideas to change things up. And Johnny's like, yeah, like, let's do like a Latin infusion thing. I've got, uh, I'm, I've got some thoughts. And Minnie Kellerman's like, whoa, 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 slow your roll. Let's just do a pachanga instead of a fucking mambo or what, whatever. Yeah. He, he throws out the most white bread thing that you could throw in there. It's yes, just he like, definitely does. You're a crouton, dude. Yeah, like they, they seem to not want to change because in their minds, so Kellerman and Minnie Kellerman, they, they can't change too much because they have to cater to a specific type of, of uh, level of society, right? But yet they mention at the end, um, big Kellerman says, you know, oh, they all just want to go to Europe and travel across Europe and learn all these different cultures. Well, but then the dirty dancing starts and he's like, whoa, this yes. is this is my ticket to more money. Yeah. And so then we see everybody kind of getting ready for the the talent show. And one of the rich women go up to her husband and says, oh, win big baby. And then gives him a kiss and then goes over to Johnny and asks her to light her cigarette and then says, this is our last night lover. I have something special planned for us. Like right in front of everyone. Right in front of everyone. Johnny eventually turns her down. We hear before this Johnny telling a story about yes. how, you know, I've slept with a lot of the, the the rich people here and the thing that I didn't realize at first is that they're using me like yeah. this is this is all fun this is vacation time but this is life for us like I'm I need paychecks and they're they're using me yeah yeah also Lisa's a terrible singer oh yeah she's Sorry, the worst Lisa. yeah you may have written that song but uh oh <laughs> terrible yeah so Lisa uh, so baby's sister tells baby that tonight is the night that her and Robbie are going to go all the way. And of course, baby's like, oh, my God, like bad decision. Don't do this. We see Lisa going to Robbie's cabin and knocking on the door. We also the audience also sees a white towel on the doorknob, which we all know means don't go in. Somebody's getting busy. And don't forget, Johnny just turned down this random rich chick earlier in the day. Yes. So who does she end up with? Right. Lisa opens the door and it's that chick getting railed by Robbie. Yeah. And so, of course, because Lisa doesn't know what a sock on a door or a towel on a door means. But yeah, so that rich woman and Robbie are getting it on. So the next morning when Baby is leaving Johnny's place, that woman who was sleeping with Robbie now um, sees Baby and Johnny making out on the front step. So to get back at him, the, that woman um, tells Grandpa Kellerman and Minnie Kellerman um, that... Um, Johnny's a thief. Johnny's he a stole thief. somebody's wallet. Yeah, and Baby's like, no, no, he couldn't have. And then she finally comes clean to well, say... Well, they're like, he had no alibi. He Nobody knows where he was last night. He said he was in his room reading. There's no books in his room. And she's like, listen, I was with him. <gasps> oh, my God, Dad is so upset. Yes, well, and you. not only that, they do end up finding out who the actual culprit and thief is. It's the old couple. Who we see briefly, and she does have a bunch of wallets in her purse. Yeah, and they're wanted in a few states, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, these two little old farts, like, are wanted for stealing wallets. Here's the thing, though. Johnny's getting fired anyway. He is. They just wanted him out for whatever reason. And basically, he's told, you know, don't do anything at the final dance, the final ball, whatever the F it is. Uh, just go away quietly, and you'll you'll get your bonus as well. Yeah. So, so just trying to pay him off, go away. Yeah, so Johnny says, okay, fine. So they have their, you know, baby and Johnny have their goodbye, and, and he leaves. And uh, so it's the night of the talent show. And baby's father gives a check to Robbie and says, oh, good luck at med medical school. And Robbie says, oh, thanks for taking care of that whole Penny situation. And Penny... Um, and baby's father goes, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah. Like, and he had it all wrong. 
baby's father had it all wrong, that it wasn't Johnny, it was Robbie. So he takes the check back. Then we have the performance. We do. The performance and the lift is this your best scene um you know what my best scene was a dancing montage but honestly like how could this not be basically the same amount as the like lovable amount of the the dance montage it's iconic so there's the um they're performing on stage like all of the normal resort people the staff mr kellerman's out there and johnny walks in it's all very it's gosh just the scene of him walking in his leather jacket he's just Oh, and everybody behind him. Oh, my God, it's Johnny. Oh, my God, is that Johnny? Yeah, it's Johnny. He walks right up to the houseman table. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Classic, classic, the line. Classic. He grabs baby, pulls her on stage, and he tells the audience, he grabs the mic, and he's like, listen, guys. But I always do the last dance of the season. This year, somebody told me not to. So I'm going to do my kind of dancing with a great partner who's not only a terrific dancer, but somebody who's taught me that there are people willing to stand up for other people no matter what it costs them. Turn on the song. I've had the time of my life. They do, uh, Baby and Johnny, do the thing that they had already rehearsed that they tried to do previously. Yeah. And a hundred uh, times better. Hundred times better. Right before the lift, though, he jumps out into the crowd, and this is where, oh yeah, oh that, man, this was good. This is where we get jazzed up. Yep. He's, he walks down the aisle up to like his crew, but like dances down the aisle, and then he gets his crew, and they're dancing back up the aisle. And then, of course, at the climax, the pinnacle of the dance, they grab Jennifer Grey, baby, <laughs> down from the stage. She like floats down, runs to Johnny. They do the lift. <laughs> oh. It's epic. It's glorious. It is epic. It's friggin' so good. As much as like people have like poked fun at this, I don't even know. It's just so. Yeah, but there's so many things from this movie that you remember. Oh, you know, like you you know it's from Dirty Dancing. That's like a top ten all time romantic comedy moment. Absolutely. You know, it's it's cl- it's it's classic. It's iconic. It's epic. It's the notebook, so the the lake scene, the you yes. had me, you had me at hello. They it's, don't make them like this. Oh my god, so freaking good! And then classic eighties, we just kind of like pan, pan out. We pan out yeah. on everybody dancing. Yeah, we do. Uh, Mr. Kellerman does say to his like um, his choreographer or whatever, like, "Do you have sheet music on this stuff?" And he's realizing, like, "Dude, like this is where the money's at. People want <laughs> this. I was wrong this whole time." And then we pan out, dirty dancing. Yeah, that's it. This is it. So I want to go through some of the the classic dance moves because we kind of like we're doing this in 2022. Um, It came out in the 80s and then it's set in the 60s. So I kind of want to do of the classic dance moves that were from the 1960s. So we have the hitchhiker, which actually (laughs) happens in this movie where baby is on stage um, and doing the hitchhiker move. The twist. We all know that. Um, but the stroll, which actually also happens in this movie. So when he lands jumping off the stage and they kind of form that aisle yeah. and he kind of dances down it, that's the stroll. Is that the stroll? It is. Him yes. just dancing down the aisle yeah, or like, kind of like with some fancy footwork. Okay. You know, can I point out something during the stroll? He adds an element to it. I don't know if it's in the normal stroll because he walks down the aisle. He's yeah. kind of like, you know, click, uh, clicking his fingers. But then at one point he looks back. And he just gyrates at the camera <laughs> yeah. and then he continues on. 
I don't know if that's part of the stroll, but is gyrating. That, <laughs> is that a remix to the stroll, or is you that know, is that uh, classic stroll? Like you got to gyrate every like fifth up, or sixth, bringing it up a notch. Right, Patrick Swayze will elevate your yeah, stroll. Yeah, definitely. And then we have the jerk, and this was another one that was used in the movie. So keep your eye out for these moves. Are we on to quick facts? We are. Quick facts. This movie was the top rental video of 1988. Patrick Swayze insisted on doing his own stunts. During the log scene, he kept falling off of the log and injured his knee so badly he had to have fluid drained from the swelling. Jennifer Grey reveals in her memoir that the scene in which Baby and Johnny dance on the log is the only part where she used a stunt double. Okay, when you watch that, you're like, that looks dangerous. Oh, I know. It, I don't think I could stay on the log that long. <laughs> that all makes sense. <laughs> Patrick Swayze was offered $6 million to reprise Johnny for a sequel. He said he wasn't a fan of sequels, and he turned it down. What? The dancing that Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey do uh, during the love scene was the same dance that they did for the screen tests. It was originally not supposed to be in the film. Patrick Swayze had to convince Jennifer Grey to be in this movie because she disliked him so much while they were filming Red Dawn that came out in 1988. Relations between the two main stars varied throughout production. They worked on things enough uh, to have an extremely positive screen test, but after that initial cooperation soon faded, uh, they were quickly facing off before every scene. There was concern among the production staff that the animosity between the two stars would endanger the filming of the love scenes. To address this, uh, the screenwriter and the director forced the stars to rewatch their initial screen tests, the ones with the breathtaking chemistry. This had the desired effect, and the two lead actors were able to return to the movie with renewed energy and enthusiasm. The Pembroke, Virginia resort where the Kellerman scene were filmed um, hosts three dirty dancing themed weekends a year, including dinners, a sock hop, a screening of the movie, a watermelon toss, uh, group dance lessons, and a dirty dancing scavenger hunt are just some of the many activities on the agenda. Johnny Castle was originally an Italian. This was changed when Patrick Swayze was cast. Jennifer Grey, at 27, was eight years older than the character of Baby. During her audition, she had five minutes to prove that she could play younger and had the moves for the role. At 35 years old, Patrick Swayze was older than the role of Johnny by 10 years and was only eight years younger than Kelly Bishop, who played Baby's mom. Johnny was born in uh, 1938 and the character of Baby was born in 1946. Jennifer Grey was about to embark on a publicity tour to promote this movie when she and her then-boyfriend Matthew Broderick were involved in a head-on collision in their rental car in Ireland in which a mother and daughter passed away in August 1987. The part of Baby's mother was given initially to Lynn Lipton, who is briefly visible in the beginning when the Hausman family first pulls into Kellerman's. Uh, she's in the front seat in this, uh, for a few seconds. You can see her blonde hair. Uh, but then she became ill during the first week of shooting and was replaced by Kelly Bishop, who had already been cast to play Vivian Pressman, uh, the highly sexed um, resort guest, the one who at the end is jealous and kind of blackmails Johnny. Well, not really blackmails him, but gets him fired. Did you call her the highly sexed? Yes. Oh, highly yeah. sexed resort guest. Uh, Bishop uh, moved into the role of Miss Hausman and the film's assistant choreographer, Miranda Garrison, took on the part of Vivian. Um, the director, Emil, only wanted experienced dancers in this movie to avoid problems of using dance doubles, which occurred in Flashdance in 1983. 
According to a December 2008 interview with screenwriter Eleanor Bergstein, the characters of Baby and Johnny were both influenced by Bergstein's biography. Like Baby Hausman, Bergstein came from a liberal Jewish family who visited Catskills Resorts during the 1960s. Her uh, Her father was a doctor, and she was also nicknamed Baby until the age of 22, and her real first name was the same as a famous woman with strong ties to the Franklin D. Roosevelt administration, um, Eleanor Roosevelt. Like Johnny Castle, Bergstein was a skilled, dirty dancer who learned at house parties and later became an Arthur Murray instructor. Patrick Swayze wore a girdle to look thinner and younger. <laughs> wow. Throughout the movie, uh, Johnny and Baby always wear contrasting colors. Baby, Baby wears very light colors and Johnny wears black, sometimes very dark colors. Baby tells Johnny that her real name is Frances after the woman in the cabinet. Frances C. Perkins was uh, the U.S. Secretary of Labor from 1933 to 1947, was appointed by uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt during his first term and served throughout all four of his terms and two years into the Harry Truman's presidency. The song I've Had the Time of My Life was voted number 86 on the American film industry's 100 Years, 100 Songs. The crew had to make up Cynthia Rhodes, who plays Penny, to look worse during the agony scene because she was too beautiful without makeup to look convincing. (laughs) When Johnny is dancing with Penny, she's wearing a custom-made red dress that crisscrosses in the back. Uh, Patrick kept getting his fingers stuck. The Cry to Me Love scene has been voted one of the sexiest movie moments in cinematic history. Agreed. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, This is the first film to to sell a million copies on home video. The love scene between Johnny and Baby during the Cry to Me sequence um, that was cut from the film is featured on the 20th anniversary DVD release in 2007. The original version of Cry to Me love scene featured Jennifer Grey nude, but her naked appearance in film did not do well with test screenings. So the producers removed the film. This part is not featured in the deleted scenes in the 2007 20th anniversary release. The tight schedule allowed only two weeks for rehearsal. Filming began on September 5th, 1986 and ended on October 19th, 1986 after one month, six weeks and 44 days of filming. Wow. Yeah, tight schedule. Jane Bruker, who played Baby's older sister, Lisa, co-wrote the song Hula Hana, but she didn't receive any credit for writing the song until March 18th, 2002. (laughs) The film's soundtrack started an oldies music revival and demand for the album caught RCA records by surprise. Before a single had even been released, there were a million albums on back order. The Dirty Dancing album spent 18 weeks on the Billboard 200 album sales chart and went platinum 11 times, selling more than 32 million copies worldwide. It spanned over uh, it spanned a follow-up multi-platinum album in 1988 titled More Dirty Dancing. The filming of this movie was plagued by weather, ranging from pouring rain to sweltering heat. Some days, temperature rose to 105 degrees Fahrenheit, so 41 degrees Celsius. And on one day, uh, 10 people actually collapsed, while others, uh, while other days went down to 40 degrees Fahrenheit or 4 degrees Celsius. Uh, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey stripped down to light summer clothing to um, repeatedly dive into the cold water. Despite her character's enjoyment, or that it looks like she's having fun, Grey later described the water as horrifically cold. Old. <laughs> Kelly Bishop is only yeah I know. You, you can tell <laughs> oh yeah uh yeah <laughs> she's wearing white no bra <laughs> it was yeah Kelly Bishop is only 14 and 16 years older respectively than Jane Brooker and uh Jennifer Grey who played her daughters Cynthia Rose again who played Penny was actually the first to be cast for this movie A scene where Johnny dances with Baby in her bra, cut from the theatrical version, is in the deleted scenes on the special features on the 20th anniversary edition for DVD. 
Patrick Swayze was a dance instructor in Dirty Dancing Havana Nights in 2004. Producers could only afford 14 days of shooting in the Catskills, so they moved to a boys' camp in North Carolina with a pavilion to film the dance sequences. When the movie's song I've Had the Time of My Life took home the Oscar for Best Original Song, it marked the third time Jennifer Warnes sang the hit song receiving this honor. The other two were It Goes Like It Goes from Norma Ray and Up Where We Belong from An Officer and a Gentleman. In a 2010 interview, uh, Eleanor Bergstein says that the moment that Johnny falls in love with Baby during their performance at the Sheldrake Hotel when she is when she botches the lift and instead improvises a dance step with her thumbs that Bergstein calls the hitchhiker move. I thought that was so awkward. <laughs> I know. That's, I, I had secondhand embarrassment. For right? <laughs> That's where he falls in love with her? Uh, yeah, supposedly. The cast stayed in the same hotel at Mountain Lake Lodge in Pembroke, Virginia, um, as well at a 1927 Lake Lure Inn and Spa in Lake Lure, North Carolina. Included among the American Film Institute's 2002 list of the top 100 America's greatest love story movies. A reboot was out in 2017, but it got bad ratings, uh, with some calling it a disgrace to the original 1987 film. Well, you gotta, if you're going to do a reboot, you got to nail it, guys. This oh, is yeah. beloved. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, most of the cast and crew stayed at the Mountain Lake Lodge, um, or Kellerman's, for the scenes shot in Virginia, because it was a rather remote location to access. The property now features an extensive gift shop with dirty dancing memorabilia. And they also display the guest registry page with Patrick Swayze's signature for room 232. A replica room 232 guest key is for sale in the gift shop. This movie is included among the American Film Institute's 2004 list of the top 100 America's greatest music in the movies for the song I've Had the Time of My Life. Even though the movie is set in 1963 and several of the dance songs are from that period, the song I've Had the Time of My Life was actually written in 1987. Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey did all of their own dancing in this movie. This is different from Kevin Bacon and Jennifer Beals, who used body doubles for their dance scenes in Footloose and Flashdance, respectively. How dare you? I know, I, I thought I'd throw that one in there. How dare you? Oh, yeah. I will not accept any Kevin Bacon <laughs> slander. <laughs> Cynthia Rhodes co-starred in this, Flashdance, and Staying Alive, three of the biggest dance movies of the 80s. The very famous scene where Johnny and Baby are practicing their dancing and they're crawling towards each other on the floor wasn't intended to be part of the movie. They were just messing around and were warming up to do the real scene, but the director liked it so much he kept it in the movie. The director, Emil, encouraged the actors and actresses to improvise and often kept the cameras rolling, even if the actors and actresses went off script. One example of this was the scene where Jennifer Grey was to stand in front of Patrick Swayze and uh, with her back to him and put her arm up behind his head while he trailed his fingers down her arm, similar to the pose seen in the movie poster. Though it was written as a serious and tender moment, Grey was exhausted, found the move ticklish, and could not stop giggling each time Patrick Swayze tried it, no matter how many takes were asked Swayze was impatient to finish the scene and found Gray's behavior annoying however the producers decided the scene worked as it was and they put it in the movie complete with Gray's giggling and Swayze's annoying annoyed expressions it became one of the most famous scenes in the movie turning out um, and it's one of the most delicate and honest moments in the movie as quoted by the choreographer Kenny Ortega the movie's line, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner, was voted as the number 98 movie quote by the American Film Institute of, out of 100. Patrick Swayze actually hated that line, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner, and had to muster all his strength to get it out. 98? Yeah. 
just I, makes it. I would say it's a top 20. I know. Everybody knows that line. Absurd. Honorable mentions. My honorable mention, honestly, is Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. As, Together? Yeah. And as Baby and Johnny. like just And they're dancing. Like, it, the dancing in this movie... For the time period of the 60s, for when it was released in the 80s, like it was just, I loved the mix between the the new style of dance and the classical style of dance and kind of smushing it all together. I, I loved it. I'm going to honorably mention the soundtrack. Oh, good call. This soundtrack sold so well. Yes. For great reason. Did you know that Patrick Swayze actually sang one of the songs? She's like the wind. Yes. She's like the wind. Yep. But we've got, I've had the time of my life, of course. Mm-hmm. Otis Redding on here, These Arms of Mine, uh, Will You Love Me Tomorrow, Love is Strange, uh, Hungry Eyes by Eric oh, Carmen. Yeah. So many. <laughs> Hungry Eyes. I actually have had that song stuck in my head for days. Big Girls Don't Cry, Frankie Valley oh, in yeah. the Four Seasons, Be My Baby. Like, it's just, man, this film slaps stellar, with stellar. friggin' songs. It slaps. And that's another thing that I think 2010s and 2020s romantic comedies are struggling with is it's the licensing of songs, right? Mm, it's more yeah. expensive now. It's harder to pull off a soundtrack that's stacked like this. Well, and creating original songs that are going to be iconic throughout the ages, right? Like we all know when that song plays or when specific songs play, we know what movie they're from if they're written for a movie, but they also haven't, like, they've aged fantastically. We still sing along to them. We know all the words to them. We know the moves. I didn't know that I've Had the Time of My Life was was done for Dirty Dancing. I thought it was a hit, and then they just hitched their wagon <laughs> to this great song. No, no, no. Yeah. This is for the movie. What? What should have been? I don't have any what should have been. I think we should have taken much better care of this film and the legacy of this film mm-hmm. than we did because Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. You're right. Not a great idea. Uh, you know what? I, I remember it, watching it. it. I remember watching it as well. Yeah. And it just didn't have that magic. Dirty Dancing 2017. I never watched it. This was a train wreck, was guys. It? I feel oh, like yeah. I want to watch it just to say like, ooh, that hurts. Well, it is hard to find because it was a straight to television film. Oh. Like it didn't release in theaters or, or it was first released on television, which is like, what are you guys thinking? The cast is pretty good. Abigail Breslin. Oh. Sarah Hyland. Oh. Nicole Scherzinger as the Penny character. Wow. But like th- those are great choices, but they're like, let's just do this. It was up against um, th- they barely did any marketing for it. OK, no, well, that's your problem. They tried to do it on TV to combat programming against Survivor and Survivor won. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm a big Survivor like, fan, re- so like I understand. So but- they, they had it set up to go against the Survivor season finale. In 2017. Oh, no, you don't do that. Well, and Survivor still won. And it's like, guys, what the shits? This, I feel like if you just took the right care with a Dirty Dancing remake, yes. you could pull it off. But if you're not marketing in this thing and you're like, it's going to be straight to TV. That's, that's not like this. That's not what this is. No, you have to do a good job. Like do it right. You got to swing hard. Swing for the fences on this because it's fantastic. Overall rewatchability. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Fives across the board. Fives across the board. For a total score of five out of five. For the first time ever in rom-com rewind history. No, no, no. You, you've given fives across the board before. Have I? I think you have. Okay. 
we both have not simultaneously Correct. given fives across that the is, board. That I know. Chemistry five, storyline five, thirst factor five, imagination five, soundtrack five, cheese, however. No, I'm kidding. It's a five, baby. This is our first ever collaborative five out of five movie. Woo! And when, like, I even told you when I finished watching it, I was like pacing around the house because I'm like, this is just. Yeah. Man, there's something magical about this. You were all about the movie. You were like, oh my God, this is such a good movie. I can't believe it. it's a, It's so good. And I was telling you in the moment, I'm like, yeah. I think I got to make this a five out of five. Yes. Yeah, you did. God, it's so, <laughs> it's so well done. And this is the Rom-Com Rewind of Dirty Dancing. If you heard anything that you want to talk more about, Instagram at Rom-Com Rewind, TikTok at Rom-Com Rewind. Uh, if you DM us, we will absolutely respond. Um, leave a review wherever you want to leave your reviews. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. More of you do reviews, more of you find us, which is great for the podcast and the RCR fam. Thanks for listening.